Well, so so you had the great fortune of of moving back to to this town that you came from, and after grad school, right, Minnesota and or Minneapolis, and then you have both sides of your family there with their extended family. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like a problem or is that does that help you feel connected? We now bring you Enter the Freud. Warning, this is for entertainment purposes only. It is no way medical advice. Because we said, at the end of the last one, we said that's what we would do. And I was like, after I left, I was like, oh, fuck, man, that is way too... I, my eyes were way bigger than my mouth, man. I bit <laughs> off way too big of a bite. I mean, I think we could do it, but first off, I think we'd have to spend a lot of time, like, drawing out charts and tables and organizing it and come and systematizing and going back and forth and figuring out and sorting out and then eventually come up with a pretty good one and then present it. It sounds like a lot of work. So I'm, we can do it, but it'll be more just like throwing shit. It'll be like the Jackson Pollock style painting of just like throwing <laughs> some shit up there and hopefully eventually we get a lot of good stuff up there, but it's not going to be nice and systematized and comprehensive in the way I like things. Yeah, okay, but I also am a huge fan of of coming up with what I thought was was like we could we could basically make the Douglas Thompson matrix of where all of these grids come across. Like yeah. internal internal elements of the experience of loneliness, which is defined by you the way that you perceive how you you are connected to the world versus the way that you want to be connected to the world. Yeah, totally. That's, that's like a, a pretty good definition of what loneliness is. Yeah. And, but do you think it's related to loneliness? I, I do. In this... How? In the last... Well, so, okay, so now I'm going to have to break down Vivek, the, the, the Indian guy who is our Surgeon General. He was the one who proposed the, the three forms of loneliness. Right. Huh? The first one he's he's proposing is like intimate loneliness. Like you don't feel like you have an, a, a confidant. You don't have anyone to tell your your most important details to. The second one he's saying is like a social loneliness where you don't have any friends. So you don't have anyone to hang out with on Friday or go to a baseball game with. And then yeah. then he said the third one was uh, what did he call it? Con- like a a social. I, I, Oh, he called it a collective loneliness, hmm. where, where that was the piece of not feeling like you have an identity, you're not part of a group, you're not part of yeah. a larger system. Okay, so the, the third category, a really obvious example is to me like, imagine a monk who lives in the woods all by himself and he hasn't seen anyone in three years, but he feels really intimately connected to his church and the reason he's in the woods is he's doing this important spiritual mission for his church community. Absolutely. That dude, I can see how he would really have the third category, social need met really well. He doesn't have the first two met. That makes sense to me. That, like, this is a very strange thing that someone could do because remember, we were, we were proposing that we would come up with solutions and instead of say like, what what has been go- the other solutions I saw is in in the UK doctors are now prescribing social 
there, there are social prescriptions that come with a doctor's visit. They yeah. can, so, someone over there concluded that one in five visits wasn't actually about any illness. It was actually about being lonely. And totally. so, so then when the patient comes in, they say like, oh, yes, you, you are extremely overweight. And as a result, you need to take this medication and you need to go meet up with these guys on Friday. Yes. For this walking group. Now, totally. Would I th- I, that makes complete sense to me. It does make complete sense, except we know that, well, medication compliance is fucking a serious problem with doctor's visits. Tons of people will go get the medication and never take it. In the same yeah. way, if you're not even going to take the pill, what's the likelihood you're going to go to the Friday fucking walking meetup? Like, totally. It doesn't, it doesn't address the reason you're not getting the social interaction in the first place. Yes. But it is a step in the right direction, back to what I was saying last week of, we used to always have social interaction for 99% of human history, and now we can avoid it easily, and so we are avoiding it without being aware of that's not fucking okay. So at least the doctors prescribing it and the Surgeon General saying this, are people are starting to realize, you know what? You can't just sit in your apartment all day staring at screens. That's not fucking good for you. That is a step in the right direction. Easier said than done. Just like people have been saying, you know what? You have to exercise X amount of time a day. You know what? You can't eat French fries all the time, but people still do it. <laughs> right. um, but still, at least someone's finally saying, I sort of feel like COVID... Something happened in COVID where it was kind of like everyone was like, you're a good person if you sit home alone all day at a screen. And people thought they were being like virtuous and wonderful people by have isolating themselves and whatever. I don't want to get into that stupid argument. But that now there's this lingering effect where everyone thinks that that's cool and that's okay. And... I mean, whatever, if you want to do it, fine, but you're going to be fucking miserable. So I have some work to do. I think as a result of looking into this, I realize like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to have to try to go and like join some clubs like jujitsu and um, CrossFit and stuff that, that will force me to then have even more contact. I actually started right. to, it was because of looking at this, then I started to think like, hmm, maybe I, maybe I should add some more. Yep. Uh, and, and pretty soon I have, I got to tell you one story, but then I, I'm going to have to ask you about your lifestyle. Um, but so the, I, I have this patient who decided that, that she was going to create this friend group so her and her husband, she wanted her and her husband to have a successful, attractive friends that then they could travel around the world and, and live that kind of a lifestyle, like the perfect Instagram lifestyle. And remarkably, six months after she decided to do it, she achieved it. And now, hmm. they, now they actually fly like in an amazing amount around the world, meet up with these friends in Europe, meet up with like all, all parts of, of Europe, Cabo, whatever, uh, Miami. They're just, they're hitting all these destinations and, and dude, it's expensive as shit. And the, the stuff they're doing is absolutely 
would make any Instagram person envious. Wow. But then, then you'd think like, how would someone do that? How the hell? To create those friends. How did she do that? Uh, dude, I honestly think it's not as hard as people think. The hard part is just the like, kind of social awkwardness. But if you're just really like forthright and you invite people to stuff and you would be like, hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do this. Like this Tibetan dude that you meet at the gym, if you were like, hey dude, there's this super cool new restaurant, you wanna go? He'd be like, all right, and then you'd go. And then, if, and then you bring your girlfriend, he brings his wife, and if you guys are pretty cool, you'd be like, hey, you wanna fucking go on a cruise? I mean, you'd have to have a few more hangouts, but dude, there's this super cool cruise in the Mediterranean. Like, you wanna do it? And you started doing that? You would fucking be able to find people to do that shit with you. But no one ever does that. No one's ever so proactively social. But if you are, it's easy to make it happen. No one except this lady I'm talking about. Right? right. If when certain people do it, they decide to do it, and boom, they're like the social facilitator extraordinaire. Yeah, wow. Well, so, I, this has been your point almost all along, I think. One of your points is that getting to the place where you acknowledge, almost like what it took for me, where I started looking at all this research and I'm like, this research is fucking bogus, dude. This is so sensationalized and just like, it is not rigorous. There's flaws everywhere. Like, these numbers of five, six hours and... and 50% of the people and pfft, I'm like, no, no, no. But, yeah. but it did make me start to think is like, hey, wait a second. Like, like what would happen if I did this? And so then prior to me making any modification, there's a UCLA loneliness scale that, that they put out, right? Um, I may have fucked it up because I, I already noticed in reading it that, that some of them are reverse scored. But mm. that's the problem of, of being a psychologist is you can, you can already tell there's the, what the thing is, is studying. Um, but they're on their third edition. And it, apparently this is like the, the scale that's used the most in, in research. Mm. UCLA loneliness scale. I think that's what it's called. Um, but it's just 20 questions. You answer them and they have to do with stuff like, do you feel like you have anyone to depend on? Do you feel yep. like, right? Yep. And so I, I actually thought like, maybe I'll take this, this thing. Then I will join two different clubs. And then in a month reassess, which once again, there's a test retest, um, reliability problem there yep is that a reliability or validity who fucking cares i i don't want to i think it, i think it's reliability um so but that, that was something i thought of immediately was like hey what would happen if i tried harder in in this particular area of yep the bowling club because i'm not going to go to yep. a I'm not going to go to a church, even though th that's one, another one of people's favorite thing is to point out that if you are religious, you are significantly happier and less lonely and 
which that's increasingly becoming less of a thing because increasingly less people want to go to church and they they yeah. they don't want to talk about the bible and that's just it's it's like bowling it's it's getting phased <laughs> out sorry sorry totally. okay so yeah this point you're making let me kind of connect it is like Yes, if a person just forces themselves to go to the various social clubs, then the loneliness problem really gets helped. But people don't force themselves to go to the, the social clubs. Similar to if a person eats right and exercises, the obesity problem is solved. But people don't eat right and exercise. Um, but so there is this simplistic idea. If you just force yourself to do a thing, a, a bulk of the problem gets solved. But why is it that people don't force themselves to do the things? That really gets you into the psychological weeds of the human being. I don't know. Have, I, I'm assuming you've worked with, I have, worked with clients who are trying to lose weight. And then they come to a therapist to help them lose weight. And man, it is not easy when you get into those weeds of like getting into the psychological roots of why this person can't lose weight and trying to help them to lose weight. Dude, that is not easy. Yeah, it, it is really not easy. And it, it, similarly, I noticed that with trying to modify substances like alcohol or cannabis to, yeah. that are being used to, to regulate a whole bunch of biorhythms. Like, yep. like somebody just mentioned to me yes, two days ago that they, they've completely phased out alcohol and as a result, their sleep is completely whacked out. And I'm like, mm. yes, because part of what was happening is you were using alcohol to help regulate several biorhythms. And now yep. you're going to have to figure out how to get them to function without this regulatory mechanism. Yep. And cannabinoids yep. absolutely do a similar number on multiple biorhythms yeah right I, and i don't know why i fucking even said that it appears unrelated i, I like I, at some point I, at some point i'm scattered i think we should really just maybe start to rein it in and say like well well let me ask you a question dave because you appear to be somebody who has a ton of social contact and network and you're extremely busy personally, professionally, so much so that I remember when your son was like six years old, I used to call you randomly. And if you were about to sit down and have breakfast with him, you would literally just be like, all right, I'm about to sit down for breakfast later, bro. And hang up the phone on me. Like for some reason that was your contact with your son was so important that you were just like, like, like raise my son time over bros. Like, yeah, yeah, right. That, that was like a must have been a conscious decision. Yeah, yeah. I, it's still it's still the case. Oh, it is. Cause yeah, my a friend, my friends will be like, "Hey, let's. You want to go out and get a drink or do this thing?" And I'm always like, "No, I'm with my son." And they're like, "Dude, your son is fucking 15 years old right now. You don't need to stay home with him. Like, come hang out with us." And I'm like, "No." <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, so so you had the great fortune of, of moving back to to this town that you came from and after grad school, right? Minnesota and or Minneapolis. And then you have both sides of your family there with their extended family. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like 
a problem or is that does that help you feel connected or yeah no it's it's actually helpful for the most part because my family's pretty cool and i've um positioned myself so that my relationships and interactions with my whole family are pretty good i mean obviously little stuff here and there but by and large it's pretty good and so no it's good yeah my whole social loneliness thing is really good right now um i even sometimes honestly i think i had i think whatever's the opposite of loneliness i think i sometimes get a little too much social interpersonal interaction and i don't have enough alone time uh, so I'm on the other end of the spectrum. Wow, somebody asked me that yesterday. Somebody literally asked me, hey, how much alone time does one need? Right. Because he also was feeling like, he's like, he's like five or six hours a day, I think I'm getting like 13 to 15. Right. And he's like, I need to like get away, be by myself, have, have like no external like demands on me yep and wow that's that's pretty interesting what yeah what what is that what what how did you uh, did you did you consciously do this or i think so i think i consciously did it because i really don't like to be lonely if i'm if I, if I don't have five or six hours a day or probably more than that and I'm like alone for several hours, eventually I start, I don't like the feeling at all. And sometimes I'll be with a lot of people, be with a lot of people, and then I'll just, for whatever reason, one whole day will go by where I won't really have too much interaction. And it's not even, it's loneliness, but it's also like, I'm like, ah, ah, must interact with people. This thing happens to me and I don't like it. So I've, I've structured my lifestyle so that like I'm with people, like very significant interactions, a large fucking chunk of the time. So I've definitely erred on the side of having plenty of interpersonal contact and I've I, maybe I go a little too far or whatever, but I definitely like occasionally I'll have like three hours just all to myself and I'm like, oh, thank God. And I, I always end up wanting more of that. Wow. Wow. I, it's so funny. I, I think I just spent the morning like engrossed in in reading about this and it appeared to be like oh yeah no one would have that problem everyone's problem <laughs> is a life lacking a life lacking but then then um yeah i suppose that that in your life how how many areas do you have where there's like like just let's say the the first one like where you feel close like you you have a confidant that you can you can talk to and like 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 do if i just name off a few would you just say yes that you have that like a romantic yep. partner that you can talk to yep friends yep family members yep colleagues yep all right, I'm I'm gonna stop because then you're just showing off. Like, <laughs> well, but the thing here's the thing. The, the, well, the, you have well, but that's I think that's a thing. Is I've been kind of like, I really prioritize. I put a lot of 
pressure and importance and like so I've been I've made sure to really have that and I go a little bit too far um, but I do when you when you named the three categories that the Surgeon General named I actually think that the maybe the number three I have it to some degree in some ways but there's some ways I don't have it and I think I used to have it I think I used to feel part of like for instance I used to feel like I had some, I was on some mission and like we could learn about psychology and if um, our humans on planet earth learned some certain things about depth psychology, like that was going to like help us elevate to the next level. I sort of felt like I, I had this grand mission that was bigger than me and my life was anchored in it and I was working with people towards that and I don't have that as much anymore and it, I, I do think I have a loneliness in that area. Oh, interesting. Um, well, I suppose that might be in once you turn 60, that might be what you end up doing. Right. Or I, I don't know when, at some point when things shift, because they will. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that, that's something that's really important to point out is like we, we kind of set up these these methods to to live from decade to decade or whatever, however long they go. Some people say it's every seven years, blah, blah, blah. Those are so arbitrary, whatever people say. Um, but there is some type of stages that, that happen. And then at some point, your son will be totally old and he'll be doing some of his own shit and he won't be living with you. And so then there, there will be a shift that happens. Uh, do you think like that that dream of yours is perhaps like a bit lofty or yes that that's why it crashed and burned because i was overly optim naively optimistic and now i've had this um sort of like the popping of my bubble and now i'm more jaded and i'm like oh fuck the human race is stupid and we're fucked and it kind of it sort of has this weird permeating it makes everything lonely because now i'm like okay i have all these social interactions but you, every, we humans, we're all fucking stupid and pathetic. So I'm, we're, I'm just like doing this thing. But I actually don't respect any of us. <laughs> <laughs> but I just need you to fill my social interpersonal needs. But this is kind of lame. <laughs> Man, that's a, like that kind of experience is, is one that I just hear endlessly from the, this younger generation. And I know, I know, mm. we we got to wrap this up because we've come to the end of the hour, right? Strange place to strange place to end on, but yeah. yeah, that experience is for you funny almost as we joke about it, right? Even though, yes, of course. Well, it's actually not funny at all. It's kind of it sucks, but I'm just laughing about it to to lighten the mood. I don't want to get all dark and fucking despairing and negative. Certainly, and if we make reference to how it impacts young people who are then looking to Andrew Tate, I, I gotta stop picking on Tate. I need some new fucking <laughs> cannon fodder, dude. He, he's like an old joke. It's like the the being young and trying to figure out where you're going to to find a purpose, particularly when what you're looking at is go to school get a job, make some money, and then what? Like, yeah. that, well, um, that is not a good way to end 
the no, I, I tell you what, that's a perfect way to end. Our attempt to find out the solution for loneliness has just led us right into the existential fucking chasm. Yes. Perfect fucking window for where we may end up next week. All right, sounds good. I'm down. Awesome, man. All right. Cool. Take care, bro. Talk to you later. later.